Network presents Football Time. Hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We're here for our NFL Picks Show. No more previews. We're just going to take a look at the games, make our picks, and get into some actual football now. The games are kicking off. With us, as always, is our man, Achilles Rain. Achilles, it's here. Football Time is here. Are you ready to get into some picks and previews? Yeah, buddy. I mean, enough talk. This is uh, where it actually matters now. Now we got to put our money where our mouth is, and uh, hopefully we can do what we did last season. Yeah, definitely so. All right. So uh, we had a game Thursday night. We previewed a little bit on the Tuesday show. It was Tuesday show. I believe it was Tuesday show. It was a show earlier in the week. Let's go with that. Uh, you have so many. You, you lose track <laughs> the of days them. have sort of run together, but uh, I know it was earlier in the week and we are now later in the week. So, uh, so Dallas, uh, Tampa Bay, um, it was pretty much the uh, shootout we thought it'd be. Um, uh, all the uh, uh, hard knocks, uh, Dallas defense is great. Uh, turned out uh, they still give up massive, huge plays uh, down the field. Um, their offense looked pretty good. I thought Dak looked pretty good. Um, you know, no running game to speak of. They threw the ball a billion times in this game. But uh, what did you make of uh, last night's game? I thought it was a pretty entertaining game as far as, like, openers go. Usually, uh, you know, we're kind of accustomed to getting those really low-scoring games after teams kind of being a little rusty from the offseason. But it was kind of entertaining to have a high-scoring game. It was a lot closer than I anticipated, um, a lot closer than a lot of people anticipated. But overall, I, I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, definitely an entertaining game. Um, it wasn't quite as uh, – well, it was a little sloppy, but it was uh, more open than the the, uh, the opening night games usually are. Um, anyway, uh, Dallas, once again, it, it pretty much looked like uh, Dallas uh, from the start of last season. A uh, lot of throwing, a lot of numbers – come away with a loss, uh, don't convert touchdowns in the red zone. I don't totally get uh, – I just wanted your thoughts on this, why they don't run Zeke. I, I get it that it was probably difficult to run him in that Tampa Bay game, but, uh, you know, they played such a high-paced, high-volume you know, offense that they kept giving the ball back to Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay was just taking the ball, carving them up, hitting them on deep plays those two turnovers on the 20 yard line, you know, sort of kept them uh, in the game. But uh, I just don't quite understand, uh, you know, the play call and to play so fast and open and give so many possessions to the other team when you know your defense is not capable of getting stops. I, I get it if you think your defense is capable of getting stops and not giving up explosive plays. Uh, but if you're giving up explosive plays, basically you are just giving the other team the ball numerous amounts of time to score on you. And if you are still poor scoring in the red zone, which they clearly are, you're going to lose. It's going to look good on fantasy. Everybody's fantasy team who have players in this game are happy, but uh, the Cowboys them. lose the game. So uh, I just don't quite understand the offense. We got such a big deal about Zeke and how he's trimmed down. And then they, you know, give him seven carries in the game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think he had, what, like 11 or 13 carries. I can't remember the actual number, but I, I think they attempted to try to run the ball or at least to kind of get a feel for the type of defense 
that they were going to face up against, whether any holes were going to open up. And I think they saw pretty early on that that Tampa Bay defense, that front seven, are going to be pretty stingy when it comes to the run. Uh, you're going to have to make plays. Zeke is kind of expected to make plays because we consider him such a great back, although last season was kind of a, a down season for him. Uh, I don't know how much of that had to do with the aspect that he didn't have his quarterback. But realistically, I think that Dallas did exactly what they had to do in order for them to be in this game. It had to be a shootout. I don't think that this was the type of game that I, I could picture Dallas controlling, Re regardless of how good that one game can be, can be and has been. I don't think that that was the type of style they had to play to be competitive in this game. That Tampa de defense is just too strong. That Tampa offense is just too many weapons. Uh, I think their best option was to turn this into a shootout. That's exactly what happened. I think that's why it was as close as it was. Okay, interesting perspective there. I, I I see it. I just, you know what? They don't seem to win the shootout is the problem, you know? So I, I guess, you know, maybe I, I might be over judging since, you know, I, I think we all thought Tampa Bay is a better team than Dallas. So the result is not all that stunning. I, I just, I, I don't quite understand why you want to keep giving that Tampa offense a ball when you know your defense is the weak point and, I just didn't quite get it. Even if you're passing and you aren't giving Zeke, they were getting those little outside passes all day long. Why were you rushing up to the line to get a new playoff, new playoff? I just thought it might benefit them a little to slow that tempo down. But, uh, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe they just wanted to get in that shootout and see if they could hang with them. They did create a couple turnovers, but, uh, you know, basically that's what that defense did last year. Create a couple turnovers, give up explosive plays. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't see that much improvement on that side of things. Uh, you know, I do want to say really quickly that I thought this was uh, definitely a good showing for Dak Prescott. A lot of people were concerned about how he was going to look coming back from that, you know, pretty nasty injury and the fact that he was out basically all of uh, preseason. So I think if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan or a Dak Prescott owner in fantasy, this is definitely a positive sign. He looks to be himself. Uh, I did notice there were a few moments where he looked a little bit jumpy, but I think for the most part, he seemed pretty composed and uh, ready to just kind of take control of that game. And overall, 400 yards, uh, pretty good night, regardless of the final outcome. Yeah, I, I will say they, they did a pretty good job of keeping him clean. Uh, and then uh, they did an even better job of getting the ball out of his hands. You know, they didn't have him sitting in that pocket holding it for too long where he starts to take hits. Uh, the only thing, I, I didn't think he was gimpy on the uh, ankle. I just thought he was a little, you know, uh, quick to uh, get down or get, uh, you know, out of bounds on the couple runs he did run. But, you know, that's expected. And, you know, I, I don't even think they're truly counting on him to really be the dual threat. Uh, that he sort of was, uh, you know, uh, the last couple of years before that. But uh, anyway, pretty good kickoff to the start of the season, which uh, we haven't always gotten. But we got a full slate uh, Sunday and one on Monday that we have to get into. So we're going to get into each game. We're going to pick our five mutual picks. You and I agree on five picks. And then we're going to, I'm going to put $50 on each five of our picks throughout the season. So uh, we got our oh. five, our 50 on five mutual picks. So uh, I'll tweet out those tickets so you could see our mutual five picks on the season. All right, uh, full slate of games. 
You're really well, putting the pressure on me this year, aren't yes, you? Yes, I am. Uh, either we're going to have a very big party at the end of the year or uh, Greenlight Network is going to fold and uh, <laughs> go by the way. I hope, it's, I hope it's not that. Or at least just get off to a hot start so I have a nest egg in there. Uh, I'm pretty good at doing that. Hot start, good. Uh, slow start, bad. Let's just yeah. go that way. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Atlanta Falcons. The spread there is minus three. The over-under is 48. First half line minus uh, three for the Falcons as well. First half over-under is 23 and a half. Uh, this one's an interesting one. I, I'm really curious to get your take here. Uh, I, I don't think we touched on, uh, you know, the Eagles uh, making the uh, trade for Garner Minshew. I thought that was uh, pretty interesting there. I, I think they're sort of hedging their bets here that uh, Hertz might not be great early. And uh, we might get some Garner Minshew uh, sort of in the second half of the season here. But uh, Atlanta at home to kick off the season. How do you think uh, this game plays out here? You know, as I was looking at um, some of these lines that you sent me, I thought that this was probably one of the most favorable ones. Um, not so much because I think that Atlanta is that much more improved as opposed to last year, but more so because I think Philadelphia kind of needs to find its identity. I think it's a team that's definitely in some sort of rebuild mode. And the fact that they're going on the road, you know, week one, I think this is minus three. I think this is pretty favorable. I, I kind of like this matchup. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know I, how you feel about it. I, I will say I saw the line and I really liked it uh, for Atlanta. And, uh, you know, then it started crossing my mind. Here we go again. Atlanta, three-point favorites at home. What could possibly go wrong? This bet has never <laughs> gone wrong in the past uh, 10 years. So that crossed my mind a little bit. And I I don't know if I totally wanted to be involved in uh, this game because I, I think both Philadelphia and Atlanta have been bugaboo teams on my list. Uh, but if I'm like just straight handicapping the game, I do think it's good value for Atlanta here. I think this Philadelphia team will be poor, especially defensively. Um, I definitely think there is a, a nice chance for a blowout on the uh, side of Atlanta here. So I do sense really good value here with Atlanta, but I, I, I don't know. I was, I was just tentative uh, to get our season off to pick it be Atlanta. In the, be in the Atlanta Falcons uh, <laughs> no, right I, off the bat. I, I wanted to ease into uh, my disappointing Falcons betting uh, and not just go full bore. Uh, but I definitely think it, it should probably be up there because uh, I, I do like that uh, minus three line. Yeah, I think it's one for the maybe call. Yeah. Uh, any love on the uh, over-under there at 48? Um, I, I don't really have a read how this is going to go. I, I don't know what Philadelphia's offense is going to be like. And uh, I, I think both these defenses are poor, uh, but I, I'm a little scared Philadelphia's offense might be poor and this number might not be reached. What, what were you thinking on that one? Uh, I'm more concerned about the Philadelphia defense, if anything. Uh, I want to see if they have the same type of pass rush they had last season uh, because their secondary was exposed a little bit because there were certain games where the pass rush just wasn't getting to the quarterback. And when that wasn't working, everything else wasn't good enough to, uh, to keep up appearances. So um, I'm curious to see if they got some of those holes uh, fixed, but as far as Atlanta, if their defense can play the way they finished last season, 
that I think they have a really good shot at winning this game. Well, they do have the Tennessee Titans coaching staff there. So uh, what could go wrong with that uh, defensive uh, <laughs> side of things? Don't let Dynamite hear you. No, he, he will already be angry, especially when he hears my picks later in the, uh, later in the show. <laughs> Just a hint uh, about what's upcoming in our pick segment. All right. Uh, how about we put the Falcons, slot them into a maybe category uh, and, and see what we got there. All right. Uh, next game up, Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo Bills, six and a half point favorites for the Buffalo Bills. The over-under sits at 49. First half line at minus four. First half over-under at 24. This one I don't have a great read on. Uh, I, I do think the Bills are a much better team. But I am a little curious at how uh, this Pittsburgh defense comes out. Uh, you know, I, I can't take away, this is probably the Bills' first true home-home uh, game. I, I know they had a handful of people there in the playoffs, uh, but the stadium would be full in Buffalo. And uh, this will be the first time they've really got to see this team as they've uh, sort of ascended to the upper echelon. Uh, you know, of the uh, AFC. So uh, I like Buffalo in this one, but that six and a half point line has me a little nervous. I'm curious what your take is on this one. The part that has me nervous is the way that the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers opened up uh, the last last year, last season, they opened up pretty strong. And I believe they were the last undefe undefeated team, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yes, so I think they started out six and oh, maybe seven and oh. Now, I'm and not then they lost like five straight. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here, but, you know, it's definitely one of those very veteran, uh, veteran savvy teams that if they kind of get, you know, some good momentum going, they can make some noise, uh, especially early on in the season before those, uh, the, the age factor starts to kind of kick in. But I do think that Buffalo can win this game. Uh, just like you said, that six and a half point spread for week one is a little scary for me. Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan about betting early on in the season. But if I had to, I'd probably stay away from this one. Yeah, I, I think I'd stay away from this one. You know, you know you're getting a healthy bin uh, to start out the season. Uh, you know, six weeks, eight weeks from now, it might not be the exact same thing. Uh, you're getting a healthy Najee Harris. They haven't started to put the, you know, carries on him yet. Uh, you know, the concern would be the offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but then – we, you know, we mentioned in, in our preview series that uh, we don't know about this Bills pass rush. You know, it, it started to slip last year, which uh, sort of caused the defense to slip last year. So Buffalo might not even be able to take advantage of the poor offensive line. And uh, I, I think we both think the Steelers defense will be one of the deep best defenses in the league. So uh, I, I'm sort of a stay away on this one, even though I think it'll be a really, really uh, entertaining game to watch. Uh, but I, I don't think I'd lay any money on this, uh, certainly on the spread right now. Now, especially this early on the season, I just think there's too many negatives against that, that particular bet. Uh, so it's something that I would stay away from. Yeah, over under at 49. Uh, I thought this was a little high. I, I do think you could maybe talk me into going on an under on this uh, just because I, I don't think this will be quite the shootout it will be, but uh, I, I was curious on your take on an over-under of 49 for the Bills Steelers. I, I kind of understand it. I mean, I don't have numbers in front of me, but I believe that Pittsburgh's uh, defense last season was one of the better scoring defenses in the league. 
Uh, and if that's the case, I think you take that into account when you're making a spread uh, or over under like this. So it kind of makes sense to me. Um, still probably a tad high uh, for my liking, but uh, either way, I think this, this is one of those games where I'm just going to sit back and, and enjoy the actual matchup between two potential uh, contenders. Yeah, uh, I, I think we'll be a pass on this one for sure and uh, have a, a, a nice feel, uh, you know, going into week two, what Pittsburgh uh, will be like, uh, you know, moving forward. And it'd be a little easier to handicap them, uh, you know, without such a tough game in uh, Buffalo. All right, uh, next up, we're already uh, getting bad, uh, large uh, road favorite spreads here. San Francisco 49ers go to the Detroit Lions. Seven and a half point spread for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Over under sits at 45 and a half. First half line is at uh, minus four for the 49ers. And the first half over under is at 23. Um, I do think this game's going to be a blowout. Uh, I, I think this is going to be lopsided. But uh, you will have to do a lot of convincing uh, to get me to take a seven and a half point road favorite in week one. So uh, what do you make of this matchup? What do you make of this game? To be completely honest with you, I'm, I'm interested to kind of see what the Detroit Lions are actually going to bring to the table in uh, an actual nothing. regular season game. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I guess as a the number one a, draft pick, <laughs> I guess it's more interest uh, in the sense of uh, as a brand fan to see what Jared Goff has when he doesn't have as many weapons around him. Uh, I'm interested to see that. I'm interested to see the divisional uh, rivals, San Francisco 49ers. I want to see what they bring to the table, what they're looking like week one. Uh, are they going to make a change at quarterback anyway at, at any point through the season? These are the type of storylines that I'm kind of looking forward to. But as far as betting on this game, especially that kind of spread this early on, I'm definitely going to know for that. Yeah, I, I just can't make myself do a spread that big, you know, opening on the road in week one, no matter how bad I, I think the Detroit Lions are and are going to be. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's just very, very difficult for me to uh, – really want to take that but I, I think this really has a chance to be a lopsided game I, you know I, I think uh, the Niners defense will be all over uh, you know that porous Detroit offense and uh, you know I, I think the thing is they won't even get a chance to really have to test Garoppolo and see if he can throw the ball because I you know I'm guessing the 49ers will be able just to run pretty easily on the Detroit Lions. Uh, that would be my other concern, that the Niners just make this a short, quick game. You know, pound the ball, do what I was talking about in that Detroit game, uh, uh, Dallas game is, you know, just run the ball, empty out the clock, get a couple scores and, uh, you know, wrap this one up early and quick. So I just can't make myself take a minus seven uh, to start out the season on the road. Yeah, too big of a spread. Yeah, uh, 45 and a half on the over under. I'm... I, I don't think I'm in love with that. Uh, I, I do think there is a possibility that Detroit scores under 10 points. So if you're hovering in that range, that would say that uh, the Niners have to score about 35 uh, to get to the over there. So I, I could be convinced to lean under on this a little bit, uh, but I would be a little nervous too that the Niners have a chance to uh, roll this up. And then we're in junk time in the uh, second half and Detroit gets a couple scores there. Well, if we're going just based off, you know, on paper here, I would say that the safer bet for me would definitely be the under on that yeah. one, simply because on paper, like I said, Detroit doesn't bring much to the table and San Francisco can very easily just kind of keep down the rock on them and drain that clock, uh, which would make it a low scoring affair. But I still would imagine San Francisco would win that game. 
Um, so I'd lean more towards the under if I had to, but either way, I don't think I'm taking any action on this. Yeah, definitely not. All right, uh, we'll move to the aforementioned Cardinals versus the Tennessee Titans. Titans are favored by three points. Over-under sits at 51 and a half. First half is a minus two and a half for the Tennessee Titans. First half over-under is 24 and a half. All right, uh, interesting game here. Uh, I hinted at my lean. I'm leaning a little bit towards Arizona here. And uh, I do think (laughs) these uh, two teams are about similar, you know, talent-wise. I I think Arizona's defense is a little better. And the other thing I sort of like about this is Arizona going into games like this knows they need to get these wins because it's going to be hard enough to get wins in their division. They have to get these out of conference uh, out of division wins to at least maintain a, a chance to get in the playoff. So I think this is a bigger game for Arizona than it is for Tennessee. Tennessee is looking at this as, uh, you know, sort of more an exhibition style game because it doesn't really affect them. They're going after their division games and trying to win their division and in their conference. But Arizona in such a tough division and is going to be grasping for wins to stay in that playoff thing. I, I think I, I find the value there at plus three on Arizona. I'm curious what you think about this game. You know, even though I agree with everything you said, I'm actually leaning more towards the Titans side of the ball. You think the Titans have the better team here? I think they have the better offense. And I think that this could be another situation like the Tampa Bay Dallas game where you just see a complete shootout. Um, I do think that Arizona definitely has more to lose in this particular matchup. Uh, Like you said, they're playing a much tougher division. And you're definitely going to try and get as many wins outside of your division as possible just to maintain with those other teams that are going to be, in my opinion, on the top of the uh, leaderboards for that division. So I'm, but I'm leaning more towards Tennessee. I think that them being at home, um, you know, they got a shiny new weapon on the outside. Can he last the whole game? I hope so. Uh, He'll be massaging his hamstring by the start of the second quarter. Listen, I'm not just saying these things because uh, the Tennessee quarterback is on my fantasy team. You know, um, yes, I want him to do well, but I do think that they're going to have a really potent offense this uh, this season uh, as long as they can stay healthy and they can keep all their weapons out on the field. I think they're going to do really good. Uh, But this is going to be a toss-up. I just think that being at home is going to be where the advantage lies. Yeah. Uh I, I can see that. I, I just had a, a little bit of a nudge here. Also, uh, the Kingsbury could come back and uh, screw me over on this uh, pretty good. But uh, anyway, uh, the thing I did want to talk to you about here is there were two I, I really liked on this game. You had the over under at uh, 51 and a half overall. Now that's a little bit high, uh, but I, I think uh, this game has the appearance of being a shootout. So I do think that over under can get hit uh, pretty easy. I do think this game probably is going to be played in the, uh, you know, low thirties, uh, high twenties in there. And then the uh, first half over under, I really, really liked at uh, 24 and a half. Uh, so you're looking at uh, two touchdowns a piece for both teams. I, I think they can uh, more than easily hit that uh, 24 and a half over uh, here pretty easy. Do you have any uh, love for any of those two? I kind of, like I said, I I have a feeling this could be a potential Tampa Bay Dallas type of game and where it becomes a shootout. And if it does, then I think they could definitely hit that over, uh, especially if it comes down to, you know, final type final plays of the game. Uh, I think it's going to be high scoring. So because of that, I think they could definitely hit the over. Uh, I like the over in this game. I'm not completely crazy about it, 
but I think it's got potential to hit. Yeah, uh, that's what, sort of why I like that first half over under sitting at uh, 24 and a half. You're getting a little bit more value here. Uh, you know, at 25, 25, 25 and a half is 50. Uh, the total overall in the game is 51 and a half. Uh, so that's 52. So they think there'll be two more points uh, occurred in the second half. So I really do like that uh, first half, 24 and a half. I, I think this game starts off, uh, you know, hot and a whole lot of points scored in that first half, uh, you know, especially since there's no weather to speak of in this game. So I, I think that thing uh, can definitely get off to a pretty good start in that first half. So uh, I think uh, we probably should put that one and mark that into at least a maybe column, a maybe column of uh, probably both the, you know, 51 and a half first half, 51 and a half, uh, uh, 51 and a half game, 51 and a half, 24 and a half in the uh, first half. So we can shut those into the maybe column and uh, see how we like those. Uh, once we come to an end here, uh, we'll move on. Um, Los Angeles Chargers versus the Washington football team. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers come in as a one-point uh, road favorite. Uh, 44 and a half is the over-under. First half is, uh, you know, a even uh, first half. And the uh, first half over-under is 21 and a half. Uh, I saw this line. I was really, really shocked that the uh, Chargers uh, come in uh, cross-country as a uh, point favorite versus the Washington football team. Uh, I, I I didn't quite understand it other than maybe uh, they think the Chargers defense will be a little bit better than they were. But uh, this seems like a tough opener uh, for that Los Angeles Chargers offense. But uh, what did you make of the game here? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it pretty much during our previews of the uh, regular season. We think that Washington is going to be much improved from what they were last season, uh, if not by a lot, even by a small margin. And they had a pretty good defense last year. I mean, even against tough opposition, they seem to kind of hold their own on the defensive side of the ball. Their biggest issue was the offense. Uh, we kind of assume that the offense is going to be better this year. Uh, and if that it comes out to be turns out to be true, then this is going to be a much tougher game than it looks like they're giving people credit for. Uh, and again, we don't know how they're going to, how the Chargers quarterbacks can open up. You hear a lot about sophomore slump, things like that. Those are things that kind of concern me a little bit, uh, which is one of the reasons why I usually stay away from week, week one through three, but um, obviously because of the show, we have to make picks. So uh, this is not one that I'm very enticed in making. Uh, I know it's only one point, but uh, I'm, I'm not too crazy about it. I, I can't really decide which way to go. Yeah, I think you need to switch off your Rams hat and put on a Bolts hat. <laughs> that ain't going to happen, buddy. It's not going to no, happen. I, I get it. Um, you know, the Chargers come in with a lot of sort of uh, talk about them. You know, you definitely want to see where they sit. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think we can totally uh, just trust the uh, Washington offense uh, just just yet, just because they have Ryan Fitzpatrick in there. Yes, theoretically, that is an upgrade over Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith, uh, but it also might not be. Uh, if anyone wants to go look and cross the 17-year history of Ryan Fitzpatrick, there are plenty of good moments, but there are plenty of moments where he has on pace for 25 interception seasons. So, you know, yeah. it's not always great there. But uh, I do lean a little bit towards Washington here. But uh, if you're not comfortable with this game, we'll move on a little bit. Uh, I, I was not intrigued by the over-unders in this one. 44 and a half for the game, uh, 21 and a half uh, for the uh, first half. Uh, those are both low, uh, definitely in the uh, realm of why they think uh, Washington 
probably going to be in a defensive game here. Uh, a little too low for my liking. So I was a no-go on the over-unders on this one pretty quickly. I do, I do want to say before you move on to the next game that you can sell me on this game. Uh, I just don't have a feeling for it is what, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry I have already bought you a Eckler jersey from the uh, pro shop. You will have it and wear it next week. Did he get hurt already? I think some sort of hamstring, per always, is always a little dinged up by him. But uh, anyway, uh, your Austin Eckler jersey is uh, on the way, so uh, wear it with it, pride. It's going gonna, it's gonna to look good in one of my guest rooms. I think you two are about the same size. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except he's a little more talented than I am. I got you his actual game-worn jersey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I'll take. Uh, I can flip that eventually. All right, uh, we'll move on to the game of the week. Uh, this is going on TV one. Let me tell you, Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans, a showdown. To I should have known better. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was, I was trying to find what the next game was, looking down at, at the sheet here. <laughs> so, you think I skipped around on the sheet here a little bit? I was like, okay, I'm like he he must have jumped a few games. I'm like, he's calling it game of the week. <laughs> All right, Jacksonville at Houston. Uh, Jacksonville's a three-point favorite, 45 and a half in the uh, game over-under. First half is the one-and-a-half-point Jags favorite. Uh, over-under is 22 in the first half. Uh, I lean Jags, but uh, this game is stinky. Uh, I'm not touching it at all. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback for the Houston Texans. If you want to give me some sort of insight into this game that uh, could lead to a winning bet, I'd be all ears. Not involving yeah. taking the Houston Texans. I, I just don't have any idea as to how long you're comfortable sitting here in complete silence because I'm not coming up with anything. Trevor Lawrence is going to play. <laughs> well, this is your team. This, this is your Jaguars. So, I mean, if you want to take them here, uh, you know, just like last season, I'll give in if, if you want yes, to. I, they are my team, but uh, I, I still have reservations about uh, road favorites, uh, especially road favorites on uh, two win teams a year before, uh, even if it is a very small uh, road favorite. Um, you know, at least Tyrod Taylor has played quarterback in the NFL in numerous games so uh and they do have you know uh, a handful of uh, professional nfl players who have played numerous years uh probably too many years for most of them uh but uh, i i just don't know really how to handicap this game at all i, I think houston's going to be terrible i i think the jags will be better than uh what people think but uh I'm not like so aggressive in opening day road games that I I'm going to go all bullish on it as, as a road favorite. So uh, I, I'm just more curious to watch what the Jags bring to the table in this one and to see how bad the Texans really are. Yeah. I mean, until the Jaguars show otherwise, this is a game between two bad teams. So I probably, probably something I'll just catch the highlights of. I think uh, I'm going to come over and show you the game film and uh, break down how things work there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know I, I've got, I've got your Jaguar jersey ready. Just, <laughs> just so you know, I have plenty of them. Keenan, Fred Taylor. <laughs> I think I have a David Gerard one as well. By of the course way. you do. Of course you do. <laughs> I was pro David Gerard over Byron Leftwich all day long. Um, 
anyway, uh, over under is 45 and a half, 22. I, I didn't see much love there. Uh, I think uh, this game is just a uh, move on and uh, see what we got. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, this one's a little interesting to me. Uh, New York Jets versus the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are five-point favorites. 44-and-a-half is the over-under. First half is a minus three uh, for the Carolina Panthers. First half over-under is 21-and-a-half. I kind of like the Panthers here. I'm not huge on uh, big, big spreads here, uh, but I think that Jets defense is going to be really, really porous. Uh, if Sam Darnold ever is going to have a good game, it will probably be this game uh, versus old mates in the New York Jets. And I just think Carolina is a, a much, much better team, and this is a game they need to win. Uh, but uh, that five points is a big uh, spread for a team that uh, won about six games last year. So uh, what's your thinking on this one? That's exactly what I was thinking of when I was looking at it right now is minus five. I mean, for a team that, you know, didn't perform that well last season. I mean, I know that they're getting their main star back, but is he going to make that huge, that much of a difference just by himself, even with the new quarterback and new system? Uh, I mean, yeah, he's great, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think that I see, I still remember that game between the Jets and the Rams and as bad as the Jets defense was looking all year long, they look good in that game. Uh, I don't know how much of it has to do with the fact that they probably felt like huge underdogs and they had nothing to lose, but I don't know. Um, if you like Carolina, I mean, I'll, I'll roll with you. Uh, I'll support you. I, I just don't have a feeling about this game either, either way. Yeah. I, I like Carolina here. The other concern I have is I think they're going to use this as uh, you know, just sort of uh, Zach Wilson, uh, let's wheel and deal. And I, I'm a little nervous of a lot of sort of backdoor covers for the Jets where, you know, that first half they get, uh, you know, annihilated. And then, you know, the last 10 minutes of the fourth quarter, uh, we're getting, you know, three Zach Wilson touchdown passes because, you know, everybody's just sitting around in uh, prevent defense and uh, Zach's launching the ball all over the place. But I do just think uh, opening day, I think Carolina is the better team. Uh, this will be a big win for them because uh, I do think they're going to try to make a playoff push. So we'll put that one in the uh, maybe category as well and come back to it and see if uh, we need uh, some more. All right, uh, next game up. This one really is probably a uh, game of the week uh, sort of uh, candidate. So uh, Seattle Seahawks at the Indianapolis Colts. Seahawks getting two points here over under sits at 49 and a half. First half spread is uh, one and a half for the Colts and the over under in the first half sits at 24. Uh, interesting game here. I I'm laying a little bit uh, with Seattle here, but uh, tough road game to start out the year. But uh it just seems the the Colts, one, they always seem to start off a little slow in the season, and I think they definitely will start off slow with this season with their training camp uh, being so messed up with injuries and COVID and stuff. But uh, I, I'm curious on your take on this game. You know, if Phillip Rivers was still on the Colts, I think I'd probably lean a little bit more towards the Colts. Um, I think that this is probably going to be two of the better franchises uh, in each conference. I think they're both going to be con, uh, competing for one of those uh, playoff spots, if not a division title. Uh, with that being said, the fact that Indianapolis is coming in with Carson Wentz that we still don't know exactly what we're going to get from him. We don't know if he's going to be the Carson Wentz of old or the constant, the Carson Wentz of recent, uh, which hasn't been that good. So if that's the case, 
I'd rather go with the guy who I know can make magic happen. That's Russell Wilson. And I say that wearing the getup that I'm wearing. So uh, I, I kind of like Seattle at uh, plus two here. Yeah, I think uh, this is our first real, real one that uh, we'll put in the lock category of our mutuals here. I just think Seattle gets off to a better start this season than Indianapolis. You know, if this game is played, you know, 10 weeks from now, uh, 12 weeks from now, it's probably a different story. But uh, I just think Seattle probably going to be better to start out the season here than Indianapolis, who probably still is a little bit in preseason mode. And, uh, you know, I've talked about it already earlier. Wins like this mean more for those teams in the like NFC West where they need to just pack wins. Whereas the Colts, this is an out of division, out of conference game. You know, it's it, it can be utilized more as a sort of a an extra warm-up preseason game in game one of the season. So getting two points here, even if it is on the road, I, I really, really like uh Seattle in this matchup. So uh I think we'll mark Seattle down as uh, a mutual for sure. So uh Seattle Seahawks plus two is uh, our first uh, definite agreed upon mutual. Uh, We'll move on to the next game here. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Minnesota Vikings are three point uh, road favorites over under sits at 48 and a half. This first half spread is uh, minus two and a half for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, The first half over under is 23 and a half here. Um, you probably will uh, get my pick later on this game. Uh, you aren't going to like it probably a whole lot, but uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm leaning a little bit Bengals here. So uh, what's your thoughts on this game? Whoa. <laughs> well, wait. All preseason long, all offseason long, I've been basically defending the Bengals, saying how they played tough, even though they lost their star quarterback early on last season, and you kept trashing about how horrible they were. And all we did was praise how great Cook played last season and Jefferson and Thielen and all the weapons on that team. And now you're going to tell me that opening week, when it actually matters, in your segment, the five for 50, you're leading Bengals. I, I, I might not just be leaning on the uh, five for 50 uh, oh. in this one. Just okay. a little teaser to come in our pick segment here. If, listen, if that's the case then I'll roll with you and take the bagels just so that I can go, go the opposite of you in our uh, individual picks. <laughs> you really, you really like the, the bagels? Sell me. Sell me All right. Uh, this is where I'm coming from here. I, I think Minnesota, once again, we're talking about uh, sort of messy uh, preseasons and training camp. I think Minnesota has had one. I think going on the road opening weekend going to be a little tough uh for minnesota a dome team going on to the grass here and i i do think cincinnati if they're going to be spunky it might be spunky in this opening game getting three points at home you know in 10 weeks uh we might be like how the hell did cincinnati uh play such a close game with minnesota uh but i don't know i i just sort of I can't give you a ton of stats that support this because uh, really there are none that support uh, this other than other than a home dog. Uh, you know, Cincinnati, home dog, you know how I like those. And uh, I just think uh, their offense might be able to carve up uh, this uh, secondary a little bit. So uh, if ever I was going to agree with the uh, uh, Cincinnati Bengals throwing 60 times a game, uh, it would be this one. 
that is, of course, unless uh, Joe Burrow uh, looks like a, a scared person back there who doesn't trust his knee. And uh, Jamar Chase continues with the uh, droppies uh, that he's had all preseason. But uh, I don't know. I, I got a little feel here. So uh, I, I'm I'm a little bullish on Cincinnati, but uh, we don't have to put this in our mutuals. It, it no, might be no. too much no. of a stretch. Uh, there might be better picks uh, for our mutuals. In Listen, this I, I can guarantee that there's better picks. But if you feel that strongly about it, we can go for it. Well, I, I don't think we need to go. I feel that strongly about it. <laughs> <laughs> you just said you're bullish about I it. I don't think if you were asking me to put my house payment on of my picks in my list, uh, this would be the first one I choose. Uh, but I got a, I got a little feeling in there. There might be a little money line action uh, for me as well in there. Uh, be sure to tune in for Winning Daily on Sunday to check if I do throw down that money line action on the nice. Cincinnati Bengals. Nice plug there. Yes, I know. All right. Cross promotion, baby. All right. We'll move off that game. We'll move into a little bit more of an interesting game. I, I'm certainly interested to get uh, your take on this one. Uh, Cause I think I might be going away that you would be surprised at in this one. Again, Denver Broncos versus the New York giants, Denver Broncos are two and a half point road favorites here. Over-under sits at 42 and a half. Uh, first half is uh, even. Uh, first half over-under sits at uh, 20 and a half. So uh, I, I'm a little bullish here. I, I think this is overstating Denver Broncos on the road here as two and a half point favorites. I kind of like the Giants uh, opening up uh, as two and a half point dogs here. Uh, what do you see in this one? Well, as much potential as I've seen in Denver and the Denver Broncos over the last year and a half, it seems. And we've talked about them numerous times that they're basically just a quarterback away from being competitive. I, I mean, I'm also kind of high on the Giants. I think the Giants have a lot of potential. I'm not saying that they're going to meet that potential, but I think the potential is there. Um, this could be one of those games where Denver's coming in with, you know, a whole new look, uh, especially on offense. And because of it, they, they just may not be 100% ready. I kind of like the Giants in this one too, but a lot of that has to do with whether Saquon Barley, uh, Barkley's a full goal or not. Well, I, I think uh, they've said Saquon's going to be a go for this one. I think some of their receivers are dinked up. I don't know if we're getting all of those guys. Uh, you know, Kenny Dolladay probably will be a, a late uh, decision there, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like uh, this Giants defense might be able to bully the uh, Denver offense a little bit. I think the uh, coaching matchup overall, you know, Joe Judge uh, versus Vic Fangio uh, leans our way. And then uh, Denver coming uh, across country uh, to play an early game in New York, uh, I think favors this one as well. So uh, I, I really like the uh, home dog in the New York Giants plus two and a half on this one. I like it too. I like it a lot more at three. With you on this one. All right. So I think we got two locked in here for, uh, for sure. We're going New York Giants plus two and a half, and we have the Seattle plus two. So uh, two games in the books uh, on our mutuals for sure. And uh, we'll go to the actual marquee matchup of the week. Um, Cleveland Browns at Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, really good rematch of the playoff game here. Chiefs are six and a half point favorites over under sits at 54. Uh, first half is at uh, minus four. First half over under sits at 25 and a half. 
uh, this is going to be a really entertaining game, but uh, I, I couldn't find a real way to really like the betting on this. I, I thought six and a half was a little bit high for this, even though I think the Chiefs probably cover this. But, uh, you know, it, it's such a it's so early in the season that I, I don't really see any reason that the Chiefs uh, need to sprint out and, uh, you know, put some whooping on the Browns to show that they're the dominant team. It, it, doesn't really matter to them at this point. This game probably means more to the Cleveland Browns to show they can, you know, match with the uh, Chiefs here. But uh, what's your take on this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly where you at. I, I think that Kansas City can definitely cover this spread. Um, I could definitely see them winning by a touchdown. That's not to say that I don't think this match will be won't be close. You know, I was up and down with Cleveland last season. I, I, I was down when they were playing well, and I kind of got on board when they started playing bad. Um, the Chiefs, obviously, I think they're the consensus favorite in the AFC. I don't think a lot of people are going to argue that fact. Uh, with all that being said, I think there's actually two really good teams that are probably going to face off at some point, uh, either in the playoffs or something like that. But I, I, week one to take, uh, you know, basically uh, they have to win by a touchdown. Uh, both teams are pretty explosive on offense. Uh, both teams uh, are pretty opportunistic on defense. I think Cleveland might even have the edge on defense. Uh, I, I, I'm probably staying away from it. I just think there's too many with week one, too many variables. I'm staying away from this one. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I wanted to maybe look at is that over under sits at 54. That's really, really high for a week one game. Uh, you know, so I, I think the under could be had there. Uh, I do think this Cleveland Browns defense is going to be pretty, pretty good. Um, you know, it, it's definitely a hard stomach one to take. Uh, you have the uh, Chiefs defense on one side who might not be all that great and give up points. And then uh, when you're messing with any unders uh, involving the Kansas City Chiefs, no matter how good the defense is on the other side, it gets a little scary. But uh, 54 uh, seemed like a whole, whole lot uh, for a good Cleveland Browns defense here. Uh, any interest in that one or uh, yeah. don't take unders on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs? No, I... I, I... I mean, that would be my first suggestion is not to take an under against the Kansas City Chiefs or an under with a team that has a pretty good offense. Uh, they have a pretty good running game. They have really good wide receivers. I think that's a recipe for disaster, but you do make some very fair points. The fact that Cleveland has at least what would be a formidable defense could be enough to at least slow down the pace of the game enough to where it could at, some, at least stay below that uh, 54 mark um, is that what it's at 54? Yeah, at 54. Yeah, so you make a lot of sense. Uh, so if it's something that you feel very confident in that you want to roll with, uh, I'd roll with you with that one. I, it definitely makes sense to me. All right, we'll move uh, the over-under of the Kansas City Chiefs into our uh, maybe category and uh, see what we got on these uh, next couple games here. Uh, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots. Patriots are three-point favorites here. Over-under sits at uh, 43. First half is a two-and-a-half-point favorite for the Patriots. Uh, first half over-under is at 21-and-a-half. Interesting game here. Uh, you know, the hype train has been rolling on the Patriots now that Mac Jones has taken over. It, it seems to have come off Miami a little bit. I'm a little bit bullish on Miami here getting three points because I think if you had talked about this, you know, four months ago, I, I think everybody thought this would be uh, Miami's year to sort of explode onto the seed. And now we're getting, you know, huge hype on the Patriots and, uh, you know, Mac Jones. But uh, I think everybody's forgetting Mac Jones is still a rookie quarterback. 
you know, they did upgrade at tight end, but I still don't think they have the receiving game to really do this. Uh, I do think this will be a defensive game, but I, I'm curious on your take on this one. Well, first off, I want to say I have a really hard time going against Coach Belichick for any reason whatsoever. I think he's proven himself, uh, you know, to be one of the better coaches in the league. Uh, now to Miami side of the ball, I, I think that last season they obviously showed that, that they were much improved. And even with a young quarterback, I feel like they were really gritty. They were really tough. They were uh, a very grindy team. Uh, we saw it when they played against the Rams. It was a really tough game. And the Rams at that point were kind of hot too. So um, I think it shows some growth. Now, I, I do expect, a, you know, slight improvement when it comes to Miami. And I, I don't see that type of improvement with New England with all that being said, like you said, yes, they upgraded at the tight end position um, and they have their quarterback, the guy who they're going to roll with. They know it's not a question anymore, whether it's going to be Cam Newton, you know, we know Cam's gone. So those questions have been answered, uh, but I still don't know what that new England offense is going to look like in an actual game. And that's the part that gives me a little bit of pause. Um, I, I just think that the dolphins, if I had to go with anything, I, I'd probably take the dolphins as a dog in this one um i feel like i based off last season i know what they're going to bring to the table more than new england yeah that's i think i just i know what miami is i don't know what new england is yet but uh maybe this one is a pass and we uh just sort of uh let this be see what new england is and then uh you know if it uh if new england's really good we uh adjust and uh come back in week two and look at that next up we got the green bay packers versus the new orleans saints green bay is up four and Half point road favorite here. Over under sits at 50. First half is uh, plus three for Green Bay. First half over under is 24 and a half. Uh, you know, I, I think Green Bay is the better team definitely here, but uh, four and a half point uh, road favorites in New Orleans. Uh, now, granted, it is not in New Orleans, but uh, it's in Jacksonville. But, uh, you know, I, I just, I'm not ready to take a four and a half point uh, favorite here on the road, even though it's not really on the road uh, in this game. I, I don't know what to expect from the Saints. So I, I sort of just want to watch and see what they are before I, I start making bets on a, you know, a team. Uh, now that might burn me. The Packers might go in there and light them up and we might get three Jameis picks, but uh, I, I just can't make myself take the Packers at minus four and a half yet. And I, I just want nothing to do with the Saints till I, I really sort of see what they are. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's super attractive. You know, um, these guys were in the championship game, uh, the NFC championship game for a reason. Um, they have probably one of the most potent offenses. If you go based off last year, all that being said, even with a new uh, look for the New Orleans Saints, I, I think that it's too early on um, to really jump on that. We still don't know what the, you know, the aftermath is going to be with all that. Uh, even though it was just noise we were hearing that there were issues between Aaron Rodgers and um, management over in Green Bay. Yeah, that might have just been hearsay and rumors and things like that, but we don't know if there's going to be any after effect to that. So I'd like to wait this out, watch this game. Um, this is probably going to be entertaining if both offenses and both teams play up to their potential. It's going to be a fun game to watch. So I think that's kind of what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay away from this particular line and just kind of watch and enjoy. 
Oh, yeah. I, I think this is definitely a stay away, but uh, should be fun to see what this uh, Saints offense uh, brings to the table with uh, Jameis behind center. But uh, four and a half just seemed like a lot. Uh, we'll move to the next game. Uh, Bears versus the Rams. Rams are seven and a half point favorites. Over-under sits at 47 and a half. First half is minus four. And first half over-under is 22 and a half. Uh, I, I really like the Rams here, but uh, we'll get to it on my pick. That seven and a half point spread just is way, way too much uh, for me. But uh, I, I think the first half line of minus four is pretty nice because uh, I, I think this game is going to be Rams blowing them out early. And then by the second half, we're getting, you know, some fields love, probably Rams pulling some guys. Uh, so I don't see a ton of value in this game at seven and a half, but that first half line of minus four, uh, I think is a, a pretty nice line. Uh, I'm curious what you think of the game and uh, what you think of uh, the two spreads there. You know, I, I kind of agree with you. I think that this is one of those games where the Rams could easily take some sort of lead early on, uh, being the fact that they have uh, the more dominant team, the more dominant players but they also lack a lot of death. They don't have death. We talked about this during our NFC West preview. Um, they, they lost a lot in terms of, you know, having the ability to rotate guys in and out and at least not lose the level of play, you know, very much. Now the bears, I know that they're not as good as they were last season, especially, uh, you know, with the whole regime change and the new quarterback at the helm, things like that but they do have a little bit of death. And as the game progresses, maybe, you know, on a couple of junk plays, things like that, they can kind of bring it close. So that seven and a half sits a little high for me, uh, even for a team as dominant as the Rams have the potential of being, but that minus four for the first half, I think that's actually a pretty nice bet. I, I could definitely see them, you know, winning by at least a touchdown or a couple of field goals into, you know, early in that first half. Yeah. All right. So I think we have number three in our mutuals, uh, Los Angeles Rams, first half, minus four. All right. Let's have uh, some explosive offense in that first half uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. All right. Uh, last game on the slate, Baltimore Ravens versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I haven't looked, uh, you know, to update this line. Uh, we'll get into the Baltimore Ravens and uh, their whole <laughs> running back <laughs> uh, team now with torn ACLs or on the Houston Texans. But uh, Ravens are four and a half points when I gave you this sheet. Over-under sits at uh, 50 and a half, first half plus three. Uh, first half over-under is 24 and a half. Uh, honestly, I, I'm big on the Raiders getting four and a half here open in this stadium in Vegas. And uh, I think it's going to take a couple weeks for Baltimore to sort of recover, uh, find their uh, footing. Uh, you know, now with Gus Edwards out with a torn ACL, uh, basically a whole new running back room, legit. Three running backs are on the roster now who haven't even really been with the team. One guy was on the practice squad uh, last year uh, from BYU. But, um, you know, I just think uh, they're hitting a point right here where there might just be a little bit uh, too many injuries to really start out the season well. So uh, I think there's pretty good value here in the uh, Las Vegas Raiders plus four and a half. Now, I'm always a little hesitant to take any type of Raider game because last season all they did was – and pardon my language, but all they did was screw me over. Uh, whenever I was high on them, they played bad. Whenever I was low on them, they played good. And it seemed like it was pretty much a story all season long. So that's what I get for going with any Raider game. Uh, but I, I just don't know how comfortable you feel with it. 
That, that's- uh, I, I'm in between just because I think opening that officially opening that new stadium, I think they'll be pretty juiced for a Monday night football. And uh, really, I, I just think Baltimore is going to get off to a slow start. Uh, you know, they lost Marcus Peters as well to a torn ACL. So they're putting in a new uh, nickel corner in there, uh, you know, completely different running back room with a team that, uh, you know, is based virtually on timing off that uh, running back room with Lamar playing with new guys. I, I just think uh, they will be off to a slow start. I, I think Baltimore will find their way, but uh, I'm really worried about this game. And I think the value just sits there at uh, plus four and a half for the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, as of right now, I was just uh, looking down at my uh, my app. It sits at plus four for the Raiders right now. So it hasn't moved all that much. So, no. Uh, but uh, it's your call. I, I know the Raiders are a tough take, uh, especially when we start watching that defense <laughs> give up gaping running holes and all of a sudden uh, Scott and uh, uh, Latavius Murray uh, all of a sudden look great and we're like why but uh, I just think the Raiders here on opening night on Monday night football in that stadium uh, probably going to be a little pumped up be able to handle them I think their offense will be able to uh, move the ball a little bit on Baltimore and I, I just think it's going to take Baltimore a couple weeks uh, to sort of refine that offensive rhythm uh, uh, Bateman's out uh, too uh, he's put, in, put on IR for the wide receiver room so once again they're pretty thin at wide receiver uh, just seems like everything's sort of tilting uh, the Raiders way here well I'm, if you feel if you feel that strongly about it then I'll roll with you and uh, I think that's another one we can definitely throw in our maybe column. All right. So we'll put the Raiders on our maybe column. Uh, I think we have uh, three games uh, definite here. Seattle Seahawks uh, plus the two over the Indianapolis Colts. New York Giants plus the two and a half over the Denver Broncos. And the Los Angeles Rams plus the uh, – or plus, that would be very nice. <laughs> yeah, I'd gladly take that. The house payment would go on that one. The <laughs> uh, well, Los Angeles Rams minus uh, the four in the first half. So those are our three. Uh, our three is in the maybe columns. We have the Falcons uh, minus three on that one. We have the, uh, I believe the, uh, do we go with the uh, Titans over uh, 54 51 and a half and uh, first half over 24 and a half. We have the aforementioned Raiders plus four and a half. And um, I think our last one was where we're sitting. Oh, uh, under on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Cleveland Browns. Uh, what are those do you really, really like? You seem to really like Atlanta. Do you want to put Atlanta in there in the uh, uh, mutuals there for uh, number four? I'll tell you what, as you're calling them out, um, that Tennessee over under for the first half actually like sounds a lot one? more tight. Yeah. Cause you're, you know, you're getting like an extra point and a half uh, once you combine it with the second half, who's to know if they're really going to perform a lot better in the second half, they might get worse. Um, I, I, I kind of like that one a little bit more than the, uh, than the over under for the entire game. Yeah. Um, then what we're st- we still need one more, right? Yes, we need one more. Uh, so we'll put first half uh, over uh, 24 and a half for Arizona and Tennessee. Uh, Falcons minus three. Um, we had the uh, Raiders plus four and a half. And we have the uh, Chiefs uh, under 54. 
Oh, you know what? I'll let you pick that last one. I, I, I pretty much picked this fourth one, so I'll let you pick that last one. All right, let's go with Atlanta minus three and uh, start off the season as we always do with Atlanta doing something stupid and costing us that game. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. Great way to kick off the season. <laughs> we can begin to hate the Atlanta coaches early and uh, try to get them fired in their first year. All right, so uh, we have our five mutuals. We're going with the Atlanta Falcons, minus three over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, Tennessee Titans, uh, over first half, 24 and a half. The uh, Seattle Seahawks, plus two versus the Indianapolis Colts. The New York Giants, plus two and a half over the Denver Broncos. And we have the uh, first half, uh, Los Angeles Rams minus four versus the Chicago uh, Bears. So uh, those are our mutuals. Our 50 on five mutual picks will be there Sunday uh, to win us a lot of big money. Now it's time to win us individually some money. We're going to give our picks uh, for the week. So uh, I came out with 10 picks on the week. So I'm coming out hot Ten. and flyer. I'm Ten. coming out hot and flying in the NFL this week. So uh, how many picks do you have in that world? I think I have six picks. All right. So six picks for you, 10 picks for me. Um, I'll start out since I'm uh, four up on you. I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals plus three, the aforementioned. I think they need this game. I think the talent is similar. And uh, I think Arizona has a little bit better defense here. So uh, I'm going to ride Arizona getting three points versus the Tennessee Titans. All right, what do you got? Uh, for my first one, I'm going with Atlanta at minus three. I think that Atlanta being home, the fact that uh, Matt Ryan's got himself a nice security blanket in his big tight end. Uh, and I think he's going to use his shiny new weapon. So uh, I'm looking to for, looking forward to them actually doing some damage on offense uh, compared to last season where they got really hot start on offense and then they slowed down. I think that they start picking it up again and Philadelphia's not quite where they want to be yet. So I'm going to take uh, Atlanta minus three. All right. Go on with Atlanta. I'm going with the Washington football team plus the one versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, really like them as uh, home dogs here. Uh, I think that defense will harass the Chargers. I don't think that Chargers defense is will be able to uh, be good enough uh, to really mess with the uh, Washington football team. So uh, I'm riding Washington plus the one here. Oh, what do you got for us? Uh, for my next one, I am taking the Tennessee Titans at home at minus three. Um, I think that offensively they, hold, they have a lot of firepower. And uh, the fact that they got Julio Jones is going to open things up even more for Derrick Henry. Uh, so I see them to really try and control the ball, be a little more balanced than they have been over uh, seasons past. And uh, this might be another year for Derrick Henry to, you know, try to reach that 2000 uh, yard mark. All right. Our first duel of the season, uh, a little bit uh, action here, hometown Tennessee Titans for Achilles reign. Uh, Arizona Cardinals for me, our first duel, uh, maybe next week I'll be able to input the drop. So we'll have a fun little uh, audio drop when we have a duel in there. But uh, you're just going to have to live with uh, my uh, DJ voice uh, announcing it <laughs> for right now. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. I'm going with the Carolina Panthers minus five. Uh, we talked about this um, uh other than the uh, bloated spread, and I'm a little nervous the uh, Jets are going to backdoor this, but uh, I think Carolina is a much, much better team than the Jets, and I, I think they get off to a pretty good start and blow, uh, blow this game out. So uh, Carolina Panthers minus five for me. Um, for my next one, I'm taking the over-under in the first half for the Tennessee Titans um, and Arizona Cardinals. 
All right. Uh, you're loaded up on our mutuals. On to the Achilles Reign uh, picks. Uh, I'm going with the uh, Seattle Seahawks, speaking of our mutuals, uh, plus two versus the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, we talked about this one, uh, really like the Seahawks getting plus two versus uh, a Colts team who I think is going to get off uh, to a slow start. Uh, what do you got next? You know, I really didn't want to mess up the shot, uh, and I had no paper in front of me, and I was trying to find a place to write down my picks because uh, a lot of these picks, especially for these first three weeks, since I don't like making picks for the first three weeks, are just kind of off the top of my head, you know, kind of if I get a gut feeling. I've got them all written down in my hand. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I've also got Seattle at plus two. Uh, we pretty much summed it up earlier when we talked about it, but I think Seattle is probably the better team right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going with one I mentioned before. Cincinnati Bengals plus three over the Minnesota Vikings. We're going to ride bingo power here. I mentioned maybe a little bit of a money line wager. Uh, we'll decide on that on Sunday. But uh, for our picks, I'm going Cincinnati Bengals plus three over the Minnesota Vikings here. Okay. Well, I mean, I, we don't have the drop yet, so I'll just kind of do like clink, 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 because we got another duel, because I'm going with Minnesota. Oh, my. my. Minnesota it's a dueling weekend here. Three. Yeah, I think that they have a lot more weapons on offense, and I think that they have the potential to just completely blow this one out. Uh, this could be one of those games where Cook goes off for a uh, you know, huge game, and if that's the case, then I see myself winning this at minus three. I'm taking the Vikes. I'm accepting of losing the Titans Cardinals uh, duel as long as I can get this one and you have to watch Kirk Cousins uh, throw five interceptions in that game. <laughs> what do you got next? You can go undefeated except for that game, which I, so, I just want you to watch that, Kurt that's Cousins. That's the one I want to win. Lose to the Bengals. <laughs> I, I think I might even have Adam Thielen on fantasy too. So I don't know. I might be making fantasy picks Are right now. Are you picking these based on your fantasy roster? <laughs> I don't know. I'm telling you, these just kind of the top of my head. I don't like betting this early in the season, man. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, well, you're going to have to add Kurt Cousins then. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not happening. All right, uh, next up for me, uh, it was also in our mutuals. I like the New York Giants plus two and a half versus uh, Denver Broncos. Uh, we talked about it. Uh, nice uh, home underdog here. Think the Denver will have trouble traveling into New York. I think New York's uh, defense will be a little bit better than people think. Uh, offense, uh, we'll see what we get. But uh, like them getting points in week one. So uh, Giants plus two and a half for me. Yeah, I, I you know, I am a little more scared now that I saw Dallas play. Uh, the fact that I saw Prescott actually kind of look like himself. Um, so I'm not as bullish on the Giants as I was, but I I'm showing Giants a lot of love this season. I think they're going to be a lot better than they were last year. Uh, with that being said, I'm also taking the Giants on this one. All right. We got some battles and we got some mutuals and some real uh, mutuals on our picks. So yeah. it's, a, <laughs> it's a fun ride this week up. Uh, Next up, I got a double dip in this game. Uh, I'm going with the Miami Dolphins, uh, plus three versus the New England Patriots. Uh, I just, uh, I think the Dolphins have uh, a little bit better team here. I, I think the Patriots are getting a little bit overhyped uh, due to a rookie quarterback being in there. And uh, then I'm going uh, Miami and New England on the under uh, 43. It's a really, really low under, but uh, I, I think these two teams are going to play a pretty, uh, you know, 
fast-paced defensive game, and we aren't going to get, uh, you know, more than 20 points scored on either side. So uh, I think that 43 goes under on there. So uh, Dolphins plus three and uh, Dolphins uh, Pats uh, under 43 for me on my picks on that one. I, I think I might have miscounted because I still have one left. All right. Just based off what my hand's telling me. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've got the Rams at minus four for the first half. Rams minus four for the first half. Well, guess what? I also have the Los Angeles Rams minus four for the first half. So uh, we are matching again. So we got a couple duels and a couple matches. So uh, this should be a, a fun week to see how those things play out. Uh, Rams first half minus four for me. I, I think they uh, take control of this game early uh, and uh, cruise in and uh, might get, uh, I'm a little too scared of that back door uh, to take the full game line on the minus seven and a half. And my last pick of the day, uh, we talked about it. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders plus four and a half over the Baltimore Ravens. I talked about how I think the Ravens are going to start a little bit slow uh, due to this bad, bad rash of injuries here. Uh, and I think the Raiders opening up that new stadium with actual fans there, uh, put on a bit of a show and uh, have a nice uh, opening win on Monday night football. So uh, I got the Raiders plus four and a half over the Baltimore Ravens. Now I do have a request to make if, for some weird reason, my palms get sweaty and uh, I lose my picks. Can I get those picks from you later on? Because I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but uh, something I started doing towards the end of last season, um, everything that I was picking, I was actually putting bets on uh, in real life. So uh, I'm looking to, to make I, my... Uh, I think we pick. need to get one of the, the wives to uh, write down the picks yeah. as they're watching the show. So I don't have to rewatch it for the 400th time. You know in the editing bay. You're right. You're right. But you know what? My, my only concern is that she's going to realize that I didn't take the Patriots and she's probably going to come after me. Uh, um, we can edit that in later. <laughs> she's going to be madder that I took against them. So, uh, that's where we're going here. That's our first picks of week one. Be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any of our content. Yesterday, Dynamite David was in here, and we had a whole host of uh, college football uh, look-aheads on week two and a bunch of picks. I think uh, we set a record number for picks. I believe I had 17 I or 18 picks, and the Dynamite had like uh, 14 or 15 picks. So, uh we uh, tickled your fancy if you like a lot of picks to uh, bet on. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our content winning daily. Uh, we'll be back. we got a lot of action this weekend, so be sure to uh, tune into that and not to miss it. Where can we find you, Achilles? As always, you can find me on Twitter, T-D-A-C-H-I-L-L-E-S, T-D Achilles. All right. That's our show, and we're out.